Welcome to the iBook Podcast. On today's episode, we have brand new author Devon Taylor, who is talking about his first book, Icarus Finds His Power, and the amazing story of how that came to be, the creative process, and how he involved his family and his partner, and what you are going to love most about him is his genuine spirit, his heart, and his transparency with how he was able to tackle this amazing new children's chapter book process. Let's get started. It's amazing working with authors around the country, and Devon is coming to us to Naples, Florida for our booked event to speak on stage all the way from California. So we invite you to join us at the Norris Center on March 17, 2023, where you can meet Devon Taylor, get a signed copy of his book, Icarus Finds His Power, and here's an amazing story. He'll be there in person, live, at Naples, Florida. To get your tickets, visit us at www.olearypublishing.com forward slash booked Naples. Get your tickets before they're sold out. We hope to see you there. Welcome back to the I'm Book Podcast. I'm here today with Devon Taylor, one of our newest authors of a beautifully illustrated children's chapter book, Icarus Finds His Power. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This has really been a magical journey. So Devon has the best. You could see it. He's just beaming and his book just launched on Valentine's Day. And on February 13th, the night before Valentine's Day, we did an amazing Zoom book launch party where he had the most glowing people who absolutely love and adore him were on saying all these kinds of amazing, great things about how many lives he's touched. And I don't doubt one iota of all that was said about you. So um, congratulations on your book launch going so well. And I would love to talk today about your book and how it came about and how the process developed for you and how you feel as a new author. We're going to talk about all of it. So let's rewind back to when you got a very interesting phone call one day. What happened the day you got a phone call that was so unexpected? Yeah, I mean, it's it's been a year and some change now, but it was, I want to say back in August, I received a call that um, my nieces and nephews were just in a situation that was no longer safe for them and they would need a permanent home. So, um, you know, at the time I was living with my mom and my partner and um, we were, you know, just kind of doing life on our own. And um, I think it was definitely the call that brought us all together. Um, because we had to really figure out how we were going going to move um, um, with this new news. So, yeah, um, we banded together and decided to take in my four nieces and nephews. Um, and yeah, it's it's been kind of um, a roller coaster, but um, it, in the process, we were able to um, put our heads together and create a book. Um, but. Yeah, that's that's it. In the next- and that's like, this is an understatement here. <laughs> you know, to go from <laughs> essentially three adults doing their own lives, mm-hmm. not really thinking about parenthood, 
you know, it's not like you get pregnant with a baby and you have nine months to think about, you know, what color is the nursery going to be? And I'm going to read some parenting books, <laughs> you know, no, it, it, was, was, it was your journey was to fatherhood was like, boom, there you go. Yeah. And I mean, like just to, to the, the comparison before we got the kids, like me and my mom, we both work about an hour away from where we live. Um, at the time I was coaching at uh, Long Beach City College and, um, you know, working an hour away wasn't an issue. Um, but taking in the four kids, one of us had to decide um, to change our career paths. And um, it was me who decided to give up my career in volleyball and focus more on the kids that we had in the home, because that was now my new priority, um, which felt um, so great. But um, it, yeah, like you said, it was a lot. It was four kids, not, you know, one or two, it's four. So <laughs> a lot to take in and at once. tell but. everyone how old the kids are. Yeah, so we have a seven-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 16-year-old. Yes, uh, yeah. so you've got a lot of kids with a lot of personalities and a lot of opinions who are also coming out of a very difficult situation, who are moving in with a new family, and all of that compressed on to you are totally leaving your career to take care of children and I can imagine that must have felt very hard. I know there's a part of um, you that I love that's just embraces change and looks for ways to expand and to grow. But the human part of us that says, can I really do this? Like, is this really my path? Did that come up for you? Absolutely. I mean, volleyball was my life. It was something that I felt like I was going to grow old doing and to have to give that up was really hard um, at the time um, and it really took a lot of um, just self-reflecting um, a lot of inner work a lot of just really um, just being able to shift my mindset in that moment to what was important um, and the kids coming in was the most important thing to me um, and just making sure that they were safe and secure um, so yeah, it was it was really hard, but um, I think I was ready for the opportunity to raise my own kids because you know volleyball you're raising um, other people's kids and you know through the sport you meet so many different personalities and and whatnot. So I felt like I had been prepared, you know, to take this on in a way. So yeah, I was I was lucky to have them. Yeah, and and I have seen the dynamic now on the zoom book launch that we had and Devon was on with JC his partner and the four kids were all holding up the book in the background and I'm still impressed because I have children and I have also worked with children that they literally sat there the whole time yeah. <laughs> just even the fact that they sat there the whole time was I don't know what you bribed them with or <laughs> what threats were made, but they did an awesome job really being supportive. And I've noticed that with the people that are around you, you have this chosen family that are supportive and what a blessing that is, but that's something that um, it seems like you've created deliberately. So how have you done that? I honestly, I, it's, it was so ironic to see in, in real life. Like the, the whole book is about um, you know, Icarus meeting 
personalities and people that kind of shape who he is. And as, as I was hearing people talk, it was almost remarkable to make that connection that my book is about, you know, essentially spreading love. And here are all these people from different points of my life, you know, giving that love back to me. So it was very surreal in that moment. And I think just for me, creating genuine uh, connections is um, how I've been able to hold on to those relationships that mean so much to me. Um, so yeah, really? it was it was a special moment. And your connection with your kids, I think in you know not a super long period of time is evidently clear how much you all care about each other. And part of that journey, which led to this book, which I would love to talk about, is your creative storytelling with them and some of the drawings and the ways that you chose to connect with them early on, um, which led to this point. So give us a peek into your world of creativity with your kids and storytelling. What was that like? Yeah, I mean, they're they're super artistic as it is. So it was really just tapping into the potential they already had. Um, so I started off with just simple questions like, what do you guys want to be when you, you know, when you grow up? And um, they, the new sensation now is YouTube, um, TikTok. Um, so Tina and uh, Damon naturally said they wanted to be YouTube stars and um, Olivia wanted to be an artist. So naturally, you know, my mind went to what could we do together that could um, grow into all of that? And a book came to mind and that was something I've always wanted to do was write a book. And um, it was the perfect opportunity to kind of blend all of our creativeness together. So um, we sat down one day and we had the kid, we actually went to Lake Forest, I want to say, um, where we got a picnic table. We all sat down and we started creating vision boards. And with those vision boards, we were kind of creating what we wanted to see within the next year. And um, we took those vision boards back home and sat down with the kids and, you know, on my vision board was Icarus v. Smickerus, which was the first draft of the book. And so um, that was the first thing I wanted to work on with the kids. And uh, we sat down and they started drawing characters. And then with the characters, we started thinking of an idea of, you know, how we wanted to progress these characters through a story. And um yeah it was uh it 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 was completed as a rhyming book as for at first and then um we brought it to you guys and you guys were able to help me transform it into what it is now so yeah you know it's i i love that the journey that a book goes through you know to come from an idea and for the idea to be planted in the mind of someone who's creative and courageous really to act on it, to even put it on a vision board and say, you know, that's something I always wanted to do. But then not only that, then you actually wrote it, which I can't tell you as a publisher how many times I will be out at a networking event or out, you know, and someone say, I have a book idea. And I say, oh, have you written it? Well, no, because <laughs> it's, it's like, okay, well, it's never going to be a book if it's just an idea. And you were courageous and creative enough to write it. And then uh, JC was the one 
And I love this story. I want you to tell the story about what happened. Yeah, no. I your was, first draft. <laughs> it makes me excited to even share it because uh, he is definitely that bridge. And it goes back to the Zoom call and the idea of the book. Like the support that I have is truly amazing um, because when I, you know, after we finished writing the book and we had the illustrations, um, I didn't know what to do from there. So I kind of, threw in the towel and gave up and, you know, said, this is too hard. There's, you know, too much money that's going to be involved. We'll never afford this. We'll never be able to do this. And um, JC um, at the time was connected with one of our mutual friends who we had just finished like um, a men's group um, with and kind of had, you know, grew a bond with um, David is his name. And uh, he reached out to David and David, um, you know, provided your information. And um, I didn't believe JC at first, <laughs> honestly, when he, you know, came to me, but uh, he came to me one day and was like, uh, we have, um, you know, an interview with the publisher. And I was like, what? And he goes, yeah. And it's this week. It's like, oh, what? And I was so shocked and surprised that he had set it all up and was so convinced that this was my path. This was what we were going to do. And it, it, yeah, it was all, it, it was all a shock, but so amazing. And when we finally sat down with you, I still, it was surreal to me, but you know, after the initial meeting, it just felt so right. So I knew, I knew we were onto something when we found you guys. So. I love that. And, you know, we loved you guys from the first meeting and we loved the story and the spirit behind the story and what you're trying to do and the reasons why you were trying to do it. And I think those are all elements that make a good book that, you know, an author either brings to the table or they don't. And you yeah. had the fades and, and then you had the willingness to allow us to share our thoughts on the manuscript. And I think that's a really um, hard piece for oh. aspiring authors who have written their book and they are think it's done and then they get into Heather's world <laughs> and then appear that it might not be totally done and there are some suggestions and things that we have that we think could make it better but it's all with the end reader in mind and all we're all serving the same purpose so how did you feel going through some of those editorial um, suggestions and iterations. Yeah, no, that was the hardest part about the process. I think, you know, initially I had set my mind on the rhyming book. And then when that was changed, I was like, okay, now I have to um, write this really long book, like, you know, a Harry Potter type. And, you know, when I wrote that 18 chapter version, it was, you know, kind of just like a mess. And when you guys proposed the, the you know, the version we went with, um, I was devastated at first. I thought, oh, my idea, it's not going to be seen. People won't hear me. But um, the more I sat with it and the more I just really meditated on it and I guess really just absorb the idea of, of what I was trying to present to the world, it became so much more clear and I was able to throw out all that, you know, nonsense of uh, just not being able to adapt. And I think um, the book writing process is really, you, you have to be super, you know, adaptable in order to really complete a process that you're going to feel good about. And 
that was my, you know, my biggest struggle was being adaptable. And I may not show it as much, but um, you guys were really supportive through the process. And I cannot thank you enough, even Heather too, just her, uh, her lending the support that she did at, at times when I couldn't find myself to write or I couldn't find myself to think about what, I, you know, what I wanted to um, write next or whatever the, the case was. But the support really, I think, helped me so much. And um, I'm, I'm proud of the, the end product. So, Yeah, the end product's amazing. And what I love about what you were able to do, and it's different than, you know, many of our authors who write books for an adult audience, I'll say not that it's easier in the sense that writing is easier, but we're speaking to a brain that thinks like our brain. And in writing a children's book, we have to realize that the way we might say something or explain a situation and the way a child would read it is they don't have that level of sophistication necessarily. And so I remember that as part of the process where you would write and it would be partly, you know, in the children's world. And, and then all of a sudden it'd be like, up to the adult world. And then I'd yeah. say, I remember saying to Heather, I'm like, this is to adults. This is adult language. Yeah. So how we take the adult concepts, which is what we're trying to do is put these larger, bigger concepts of awareness of self and power that's within and friendship and chosen family into this magical world that a child could look around and see and feel and hear and be a part of. Um, so how do find that process and being able to, and I don't want to call it dumb down because it's not dumbing down because sometimes the wisest things are the most simple, but to get into like the child's mind, how are you able to do that? I, you know, I was always, uh, you know, really into um, Saturday morning cartoons. So I watched cartoons like, you know, Batman and Robin, uh, The New Adventures of Superman, um, Dragon Ball Z when I was younger. Um, you know, so I, I was really um, just pulling from my experience as a child, you know, what would, um, how, what did I respond to? What did um, I think was interesting when um, I was a child or even connecting with the children that I have now, you know, with their mind, um, I really lent on them <laughs> for uh, a lot of the concepts because, you know, uh, we would sometimes when I, you know, especially that second draft, that 18 um, chapter version, I sat down and tried to read it to them and I could tell just by the way they were like kind of, you know, <laughs> gazing off we're not really engaged in the story uh, you know I was not really hitting on the language that was particular to them so I think introducing it to them um, having them was you know a key asset in just building the book but um, just also relating to that younger self and just trying to bring myself back to what I you know connected with the most when I was a child so I love that and you know there every we all have a child in us it just gets mm -hmm. lost the weeds of intellectual intellectualizing and over sophisticated um, mm -hmm. thoughts um, but really to be able to bring Icarus into this super powerful world in terms that kids can understand is amazing yeah. and so the drawings that the kids had done that you brought to the first meeting and you showed us um, you know your kids are so artistic and they came up with a lot of the concepts of the characters and so let's talk about working with the illustrator 
and how we're able to translate those into what's now the characters of the story, like Icarus and Nimron and Amelia. That was probably my favorite part because I feel like not were we only able to um, use what the kids presented to us initially um, when I, uh, when, you know, obviously the kids illustration, you know, they had like a kid element to them. So for an illustrator to take that and kind of realize it, he needed, you know, more to pull from. And, you know, so I started to incorporate, you know, concepts and ideas from, uh, my life or what I thought would be interesting as well and the combination of what you know we put together and what he came out with was amazing I just it's it to me it just reads so much about who I am and um, what I represent and just the yeah no that was it was the the my most favorite part about writing the book was just seeing the illustrations come to life and really did and you were the one that came up with the concept for the cover which I love you know and it's part of the I think process and in working with and why I love what we do is working with independent authors because we really want to involve them in the process of creativity and design because at the end of the day it's your book and yeah. where traditional publishers you know larger publishing houses that work with, um, you know, bigger budgets and bigger print runs and bigger authors, um, the authors really do get cut out of that process quite a bit. They get cut out of the editorial process wow. quite a bit, and they get caught, cut, off, cut off from the design process. Um, and I know cover covers that have been put out that the author didn't like, which I can imagine must be very difficult. Um, so in this process, you came to us with an idea of how you wanted the cover to look. And do you remember right. that? Yes, and yeah, absolutely. I I remember the references I sent, and um, I remember even the poses for the characters I sent. And he took everything I said and turned it into something that I love. I would have hated to, to not be a part of this process, um, because yeah, no, it's it's totally me. That the cover is um, just pure magic to me, and it it has all of the characters and. Yeah, that that process was super special to me. So anyone that you know is writing a book, um, I, I would hate to be left out of that process. That that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and there's there's this um, you know the process of of developing the book and the manuscript, and then being part of the creative process and being part of the marketing and how is this going to work and how are we going to get this in front of people? It's really um, a full endeavor that the author gets to participate in and every author has their strengths that they bring to the table and their areas where they need help but one area that I think you really really soared was what you decided to do with the book and with your store so I would love to talk about that um, Devon was able to put together a whole brand with Icarus and DevonTaylorAuthor.com is where you can find that store. But let's talk about the merge and the cool stuff that goes along with the launch and the birth of Icarus into the world. Yeah, I I love this. Um, I definitely was inspired by all of the ins, uh, illustrations. And as I was um, just brainstorming, like how do we get Icarus out there how do we you know 
make Icarus a household name. And, you know, I, I know the first step is just creating a brand behind it. And so I started a little Etsy shop and, you know, in that Etsy shop, I had a few t-shirts some sweaters some stickers. And, um, you know, I met with you one day and I, like I say, every time I meet with you, thank you so much. The support you guys gave to us was tremendous in just the growth of the shop. Um, after meeting with you, you know, we switched it to Shopify. And um, from there, I just had this creative surge. And, <laughs> you know, JC is so involved. So he was throwing out ideas. Let's make a cup. Let's make a candle. Let's, <laughs> let's do that. And then, you know, next thing you know, we have like 30 items in the shop. And yeah, it's, it's been really fun to, to mess around with the website to, um, create all of these different unique items and they're all based on the characters from the book so it feels even more special and even more um, connected to my purpose which is just spreading that love and in any way possible if it's you know through a coffee mug or through the book I'm I'm so happy to do it so it feels great it's and uh, the character of Icarus who is likely to have a series and is likely to go on many more adventures, you know, starts off with this very difficult um, thing that happens in his life. And yeah. that was originated from what happened with your children and how that all came about for you guys. And so I would love for you to touch on that as well, because you know, Icarus isn't just a, you know, superhero character that was made up from some imaginary story. This is a, a, a real kid who's gone through some really hard things and had to really find the power within himself. Um, and that's the, that's the story arc with a lot of magical touch points along the way yeah. that, you know, I think the illustrations really bring to life. But let's talk about Icarus and, and who Icarus is. I love that. I love that question. Yeah. So Icarus, you know, at the beginning of the story is a boy who is just so loved by his mom and feels so connected to his community. Um, and so he, you know, grows up in, in such a loving way. And so, you know, when his mom, um, to not give too much, when his mom is, you know, you know, taken from him, he's left in you know a different kind of world where he's you know he doesn't have that support of his mom and um, she's no longer around to you know answer his questions or you know just support him in any way that he needs so in a sense there's a a void that's you know there in his heart and so he's left to kind of pick up the pieces of losing his mom and, um, you know, because his mom is no longer there and she's his only family. Um, naturally, his um, his uh, his mother's friend takes him in, Juno, um, which is, uh, it's a magical story. So he's a, his, um, his mother's uh, wise husky. Um, so Juno becomes uh, kind of uh, like a parental figure for I Icarus and um, that dynamic is, has its own, um, uh, you know, revelation to it because, you know, Icarus has to adapt to a new parental figure and um, he's not sure how he feels about it um, because Juno's not like his mom. So yeah, it's, it's definitely uh, a story pulled from a real world experience with, you know, me and the children, because um, we, we are in a completely different situation. Um, you know, I was their uncle and now I'm their guardian and, you know, they, I'm wearing a different hat for them. And 
um, like Juno, you know, it's it's really hard sometimes to to relate to them in a way that um, feels impactful. And so I think with this book, this is probably the most impactful thing I think I could do um, for them to show them, you know, they're worthy and anything they want to do in life, they can accomplish. Um, so yeah, it's it's so connected to my heart and so connected to my story that I, I'm so proud of it. And I'm so glad that um, I'm able to share it now with the world. I, I keep imagining the moment when you get up on stage at our Book Naples event, which is coming up in a few weeks on March 17th, and Devon and JC and the four kids are coming from California to Florida for uh, Devon to speak at our annual speaker event. And for them to see you on the stage, I think is an unbelievably impactful moment for the whole family. And I keep thinking about how that marker for them will last a lifetime. And it's um, it's the journey that started at maybe at a picnic table. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, from the picnic table where we were doing our, our vision boards to, you know, Naples, Florida to present a, a speech, it's it's quite amazing. And it, it feels super overwhelming at times, but I mean, I, I couldn't feel even, you know, any more happy than I do at this moment, especially with just everything going the way that it is. So I'm so thankful. Well, I'm so excited to meet you in person and JCM. And <laughs> yeah, we're really excited. Love your story. Icarus Finds His Power is such a powerful book for kids and adults. Adults will love the story too. So don't discount it if you're an adult. Can't uh, hate on a, a great kid's story. <laughs> and, right. you know, to be able to share that story with your own kids or your grandkids or your nieces or your neighbors or your nephews or your kids, friends, you know, is going to be really an important thing that as an adult, we can do to help get the word out about Icarus, um, sharing it with your school librarians, you know, getting it yep. into the schools. Um, because really now, I think in our world, the, the, the days are gone of the traditional family, you know, one mother, one father married for a lifetime with kids and the white picket fence. Now, there are so many different types of families, so many different ways to find uh, your purpose and to experience love and to be part of a much bigger world. Um, and thank God for that. And I think for kids to be able to have a story to show them that they can get through anything and that their people um, will surround them with love is such a key message that you have courageously brought forth. So thank you for taking the chance on yourself for having the um we we honor that in you and um do you have any final words or thoughts that you have about the book or what you hope for the book or um I, yeah want to say I mean, I, <laughs> that i didn't yeah, cover I, it 
<laughs> no, I just hope that the book continues to inspire anyone that reads it. Um, I know that um, I was telling you before we jumped on um, a, a friend of mine from the UK. Um, she has a passion of writing her own books and was ignited by reading Icarus Finds His Power. So um, I'm so proud that it's already affecting people in the way that I wanted it to. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's really it. Just um, spread love and uh, read the book and share it with a friend if you can. And yeah, thank you. I love it. And inside of the front cover, when you get the book, because I'm sure you're going to pop on over to Devon Taylor author and get your autograph copy, or you can go to Amazon and get a copy if you're outside of the U.S., anywhere around the world. Um, but my my encouragement is scan the QR code and then you can get to a shop so you can see it's adding products all the time and make sure that you go back to Amazon, even if you bought it from the website and leave a five-star review um, so that people can discover the book and see how impactful it is. So thank you for being on the show, Devon, and for trusting us with your book. Um, I can't wait to see you. Um, much blessings to Icarus as he launches into the world. And thank you, JC, if you can hear me for... Uh, <laughs> the chance to reach out to David and to uh, getting us connected across the country. So there are no accidents. Here we are. So thank yeah. you and um, have a great day. Thank you. This concludes today's episode of the iBook Podcast. I'm April O'Leary, your host, and thank you, Devon Taylor, for being part of our show. Be sure to check out his website at devontaylorauthor.com, where you can get signed copies of his book, Icarus Finds His Power, and you can shop all the merchandise that he's created to support the book. Be sure to pick up a copy and some merch for your kids, your grandkids, your neighbors, your friends, and enjoy celebrating the power that kids have to change their lives and get through hard things with the support of Icarus. Have an amazing day and hope to see you soon at our booked event on March 17, 2023, where you'll meet Devon, other of our authors, myself, Heather DeRocher, and the O'Leary Publishing team. Be sure to get your tickets at o'learypublishing.com forward slash book Naples. We look forward to seeing you there. Have an amazing day.